0: hey there folks. welcome to episode four of a pebble in a pond podcast. I'm gonna ask everybody that's listening to forgive me i uh, I don't I don't think I have a cold but I have um, had a cough for the past uh, uh, I don't know 12 hours or so and so if there's some weird sounding edits or moments where I kind of cut off it's because I had to mute the mic so I could cough because you don't want me to cough into the mic. That said, as you can hear, my, my throat is a little, uh, tight there. Uh, that said, when I tell you that I possibly have a cold or I may be sick, what does that make you think? How does that make you feel? For a lot of people, the idea or the, the mention of being sick will conjure some mental images. Uh, they'll think of, chicken soup or they'll think of a warm blanket or they'll think of a thermometer, things that have kind of been programmed into us by, you know, all sorts of imagery. Some people will kind of rear back and be like, Oh, don't get me sick. Uh, which obviously isn't a problem on a podcast. But uh some people will react to sickness in a negative way. They'll say, Oh, and they'll oh, what is it? They'll try to figure out what it is, you know, do I have is it just a cold? Is it uh do I have COVID? You know, all of these different things. Um and then there are other people that when they hear that I'm sick, they for even a brief moment, they can relate to that and they kind of they're like, Oh, I know what that's like i have I n I've I've had that cough or I've and they they immediately put themselves in my place and they say, Oh, well I've had that. I you know, you got a little bit of a scratch and you're you're coughing a bunch. Yeah, I've had that. Well those those last people Uh, without knowing it possibly, are practicing the point of this episode, which is empathy. What is empathy? The actual definition of empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. So while me being sick or having a cold, uh, uh, empathy wouldn't be, oh, I relate to blowing my nose or oh, I know what it's like to cough. That's not really what empathy is. Empathy is that you relate to the feelings of being, being sick. You say oh, I know what that's like. That sucks to be so tired, or that sucks to be so you know worn down, or to you know the the, the feelings that you're feeling. Somebody with high levels of empathy will start to understand how you feel because they'll feel it for a brief moment. That's kind of how they see the world is through the lens of other people's emotions so before we get we dive in too deep i just want to make one quick uh understanding known here and that is we've been saying that this episode is imp- about empathy and understanding and the reason that we've been saying that is because there are a lot of people out there many more than i had ever realized that don't understand or know what empathy actually is. These are people that uh, have never, uh, don't understand the experience of it, and so they don't know if they have ever experienced empathy. Now, we're going to get into the different kinds of empathy, and almost everybody has experienced one kind or another. But for a lot of people, uh, people that tend to be a little bit more cerebral, they don't they don't necessarily experience the emotions the same way so they don't consider it to be empathy they think that that's a made-up thing so we use the term understanding although understanding is essentially the cognitive version of empathy understanding is you saying oh you don't feel good or oh i see you happy or oh and and then you know diagramming in your head exactly why understanding why this person's happy? How they become? How they became that way? You kind of you kind of experience what they're going through by literally mapping it out intellectually. Whereas an empath, they don't need that that map. They just go with you on it. Um, when you're happy, they're happy. They're happy for you, and they're happy for themselves as well. It it becomes an energy source for a for a real empath. Positive energy creates energy inside of them, and then they can use that to power more empathy. Um, But like I said, we're not going to get too deep into that just yet. There's a lot to cover, so let's go ahead and start the episode. So, empathy, huh? That's really not an easy egg to crack, or is it nut to crack? I don't know. I actually spent uh, a lot longer researching and looking at this episode. Now when I say researching, I mean doing what most of us do, just reading things online and stuff like that, Um, which helped me, you know, it gave me things to talk about. But it still left me with almost as many questions as I had started with, so as we as we go through this discussion, there may be some pieces that I'm gonna you know just kind of throw out there, and you you're gonna have to do a little digging for for the whole picture on some of these things. Uh, I can't give it all here; it literally i mean this has been two weeks that I've been working on this, and there's so much more uh as far as studies that have been done and uh ideas new and old that have to do with empathy that that i can't i can't cover it all in 45 minutes so uh if if i say something here that sparks your interest or gets you you know thinking maybe i maybe i should look at that uh then you probably are going to need to look at it uh on your own because you know i can only do so much so we're going to start with a, a very uh close to me. It's very close to me. This quote, um, it's by, uh, well, you know, uncle Walt, everybody knows uncle Walt, Walt Whitman. And he said, let me make sure I have the exact wording correct. He said, I do not ask the wounded person how he feels. I myself become the wounded person. I think that that, that little one sentence, uh, quote may be one of the most uh accurate portrayals of what it really means to have empathy and what I mean by that is as somebody who has um for lack of a better word struggled with um controlling the amount of empathy that I have or that I exhibit uh for a good portion of my life um it can very much be a double edged sword. Most of the empathy that we're going to discuss here, that we're going to talk about, is uh something that you will practice, something that you will hone, something that you will get better with. And that's how it is for most people. Um it is it is a skill that they can acquire. Um and, and it's a, it's definitely a skill that you can you can work on and get better with. Um, for me And a few others that I know personally, uh, it's, it was, it was just naturally part of us. We, maybe it was the way we were raised. My mother's very empathic. Um, Maybe it was, uh, you know, the area that we were in. there could be any number of factors that uh, apply um, to making somebody a little bit more empathic than maybe somebody else, but... Whatever the the concoction that created me uh, and the the environment that I was in, I have oftentimes had issues where I um, I will have um, I, I I can't think of another way of saying it, and I couldn't really find a term for it, but inadvertent empathy is the best way of putting it. And what I mean by that is sometimes uh, we'll go to the store or you know we'll, we'll be out somewhere and, um, well, you know, actually, let me, let me put it this way. Some of you may have seen the movie Unbreakable. If you haven't seen it, I'm going to describe a scene, uh, without spoilers for the most part. Um, there is a scene in the, like close to the middle, but closer, like in between the middle and the end of the movie, um, where the main character is played by Bruce Willis. Um, is in a, a train station, a train, a train tunnel type area. I don't. I, it might. It might have actually been like Grand Central Station. I don't know. I. I don't remember where exactly he was. Um. But he's there, with his hands out, in the middle of this train area, and as people walk by him, and he's he he his hand brushes up against them or he grazes them, he sees these brief images of them being happy or sad or, you know, just, just different things that are going on in their life. And as he's, as he's doing that, once again, I'm going to try not to spoil anything, even though the movie is like 15 years old, uh, or maybe even older than that, actually. Uh, he basically reaches his hands out and is, is experiencing a cheater face way of doing empathy Nobody can, no, nobody that I know of can actually go up and touch somebody and see their memories and what's going on in their life elsewhere. This guy can. So, but that gives you an idea of, of uh, what I'm talking about in this next part. If you've seen that movie and you understand the scene, that that can happen to a certain degree. And it has happened to me many times. Uh, as I said in another episode, one of my favorite things to do, especially as a teenager, uh, was to just go places and people watch. Um, and th- this this empathy discussion ties directly to that. I loved going out and seeing the looks on people's faces and the way that they would communicate with each other, the way that you know some couples would hold hands, and the way that some people would bicker with each other or fight. Uh, I loved seeing that because I was learning uh, human interaction the entire time and and it's just something that's always been um, a fascination of mine, is trying to understand people and using that understanding to predict people. The hours and hours that I spent in malls and Virgin Megastore and all these other places uh, just standing and watching people ended up being invaluable for the rest of my life. So there were a lot of times where we would be in a place, I would be, you know, in a in a mall, uh, in, the, in one of the walkways in the mall, and I would just stand. Obviously, I wouldn't stand there in a raincoat with my hands out like Bruce Willis, because that wouldn't have made any sense. But I do. St- I would stand in a crowd, and I wouldn't, you know, close my eyes or go into a trance or any of that stuff. But I would. I could just sit, as long as I was able to be close enough to people to really see the, you know, the affections on their face and things like that. Um, I would sit and I would try to read. Whether they were happy or sad, whether they were angry, what they're angry about, um, all of these different emotions. And as I, the more I did it, the stronger I got at it, the better I got at it. So even people that were hiding emotions, kind of become open books after you've you've honed your empathy, uh, the way that I had. And that goes back to the original point of this: when you practice. And perfect, not perfect. I don't want to sound like I'm being a dick. But when you practice to the point or to the goal of perfection, um, it can really create uh, it can open a, open a, a crazy door where all of a sudden you were just walking through a public place and you see somebody and you immediately feel pain or you immediately feel discomfort or you feel whatever shame um and you don't know why you don't know why you don't realize you're picking it up from just some random person that you saw but that's that's what happens and it happens all the time so when i say that when i say that empathy uh you know can be troubling for some people that's really what i mean now that's not to say that it's um it's necessarily bad it's just uncomfortable especially if you don't really understand where it's coming from it can be really disconcerting to have your emotions uh, change based upon the people around you, at least in the, 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 in that way where you kind of feel like, Oh, that person's sad. I'm sad. That person's happy. I'm happy. So it's really important as you learn to flex your empathy muscles that you're able to maintain a strong, um, personal emotional state, um, to help kind of, uh, create a barrier between the, the emotions that you're taking in from other people and the emotions that you're actually trying to feel yourself. Now, why are we doing this? Why are we talking about empathy as uh, a, a subject at all? Well, if you go back to uh, the uh, episode 2, we talked about how there are certain aspects of um, people's personalities that seemingly a lot of people agreed... Um, that these, are, these are the things that are the most important aspects of becoming a good person, of being a good person. Empathy was one of those things. And really that just makes a lot of sense, right? Like the ability to kind of relate to others on an emotional level to be able to understand their pain, to be able to understand what they're going through, that's where compassion comes from. That's where understanding comes from. That's where all of the abilities to reach beyond yourself... Reach beyond the things that you need and help somebody where they are. That's where that comes from. There's a I, I don't remember his name now, there's a psychologist that once said the empathy is looking into someone else's eyes and seeing the world through their eyes. And that most people don't understand that. They think that they think that empathy is looking into someone else's eyes and seeing the world reflected in their eyes. But that's not the case. What you're trying to do is really understand it from their point of view. The whole walk a mile in someone else's shoes thing. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to understand it from their point of view. And so with that in mind, we're going to talk about this next part here, and this is part that a lot of people are going to disagree with and some people are going to have real problems with. Um and this is not an attempt to swing this podcast into a political discussion, but that is, in today's world, empathy is on the decline. Uh, they actually have all sorts of ways of uh, testing this and um, seeing the what they call the social empathy levels. And they have been declining and declining for over a decade now. As a society, and this is not just American society, this is throughout the world, uh, as a society, as humans, uh, we are losing... Our empathy, it is becoming more and more scarce. It is a uh, finite resource uh, that is that is well. As of right now, it's a finite resource that is we're we're losing in this world. One uh, one researcher said that uh, empathy is m- em- studying empathy as a as a s- researcher now is much like being a uh, climate scientist studying the polar ice caps now you're just starting to understand how important they are you're just starting to understand how you know how much research needs to be done and how we need to focus on these things uh, as they're disappearing he said that's the same thing with empathy is that it really does feel like it's just going further and further away and one of the reasons for that is the massive political divide especially in America where One side is this way and one side is the other way. And if you voted for this or you voted for that, you're, you're just so, uh, there's just such polar opposites and we immediately throw ourselves into the farthest camp to one side or the other. And listen, let me tell you, those that know me, those that are getting to know me, they know exactly where I stand on this. Um, historically speaking, I am not exactly the most Empathetic or tolerant person when it comes to certain ideologies, and a lot of that stems from this idea, well, my firmly held belief that we should never ever be empathetic or tolerate hatred or bigotry, or you know, we we should not reach out with with love uh, in our hearts for those ideologies for the people, yes, but when when they come. With those ideologies as their shield and their sword, you at that point in time you have to turn your back. Um, you cannot, you cannot try to relate to someone that is actively trying to destroy the people that you love, the whatever group you belong to. You you can't you can't do that. So just with that in mind, there are a lot of people in this country that have thrown themselves in with one side or the other, but they don't necessarily prescribe to the ideals and the, the you know the the crazy fringe beliefs of either side they're a little bit more in the middle but they've just chosen a side to have as the title you know to have the r or the d next to their name and these are the people that you know that can be reasoned with that can be talked to you can try to make an you can try to get an understanding of their side of things and how they come about you know which side they're going to join and things like that. These are the people that empathy is the most important for. And these are the people that, you know, if if you are somebody with a big D next to your name, you really should be reaching out to people with the big R next to their name much more than you have because when 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 you sit and you talk with these people and you try to understand why they feel the way they do, and that means really sitting and listening that doesn't mean sitting and you know waiting for your chance to rebut whatever whatever they say that's not the, that's not the point the point is you you say you know why do you feel this way how did you arrive at this where where does this come from i'm genuinely curious and i'd like to understand your thought process and then let them answer just let them answer and then when they're done you can say oh, okay that's interesting because i this is how i feel about it and this is how i've arrived at it and when you have those kind of Uh, empathetic discussions where you are truly genuinely listening to each other and you're trying to find a way, not necessarily to meet in the middle ground, but to understand how you've each arrived at the viewpoints that you have, it becomes a lot easier to be empathetic. Now, what I've found in, you know, the limited amount of research I've done into this particular part of the, the social empathy breaking down due to politics is that our quickness to retreat to our corners, um, to each individual corner, is, is, it's not necessarily because we have these, like, really strong, like, personal beliefs that we have actually gone out and done the work and, you know, this, I have had my hands in the trenches and this is the reasoning that I came up with. Usually it's just as simple as, this is what was passed down to us. It's a generational thing. It's not really about... Oh, I've lived this life, and this is how I've arrived at this conclusion. It's more just, oh well, this is what my mom and dad thought, and they taught me this, and I don't want to, I don't want to go further than that. It's the same, same general concept as a lot of religion. A lot of religion is just handed down from generation to generation, and it takes people of a certain mindset to start to kind of buck that trend, and they say, oh well, my parents were this, I'm not that. And sometimes, you know, sometimes they go with a different religion. Sometimes they just go against religion, not against, but, you know, they have no religion. Um, But those, those, that doesn't happen as often as you would, you would think, or even as often as I would necessarily like, where each of those people arrive at their decisions through careful contemplation and, you know, thought and uh, understanding of how it affects their life and the lives of those in their in, in you know in their family well but what is this all what am i saying here about empathy well empathy is in every single part of what i just said you know you you are making decisions based on empathy now some people and we're going to get into that in a second uh and get into this in a second uh some people don't know if or when or if they even believe uh that they have experienced empathy um, there are, as I said before, people out there that think of it as kind of a frou-frou word that, you know, doesn't really mean anything and it's like, you know, you might as well talk about, you know, astrology and gyms and things like that. They they put it in with that category of kind of metaphysical stuff. And and unfortunately, these people are um painfully ignorant of the the world and the way things work. And if you're one of these people listening and you're like, Oh, empathy doesn't really exist I'm sorry I'm sorry to offend you I'm sorry to say these things about you but it's true you are painfully ignorant of the way the world and especially uh humans work it really doesn't take much to see that it really doesn't take much to understand that when you see someone in pain you you can feel their pain you know when let's put it this way there are always going to be people that see a child on the street homeless and they Not only do they feel bad, but they, they do what they can do to help that child. Whether it be a kid on his own or a kid with a family, whatever. People see that and they their heart breaks and they need to help. They feel that drive to help. And there are always going to be people that look at that kid and they say, oh, that's sad, but it's not my problem. And then there's going to be people that don't look at that kid. The people from it's not my problem up they still are showing some form of empathy. They understand that it's sad. They understand the, uh, the the ramifications. They understand the tragedy. Now, how they respond to it, that's not necessarily... that. That could be varying levels of empathy that they're showing, but it, it's not really necessarily tied to empathy. That's more the uh, response to what they're feeling. But those people that say, or that don't look at it at all, that just continue walking and don't pay it any mind. Those are the people that I'm talking about. Not only do are they, are they so divorced from their emotions and the under, understanding of emotion and the status of others around them, but they are actively trying to avoid those things. They don't want to look at it. They don't want to see it. They don't want to feel those emotions. And those are the people that will slowly over time... Start to develop this idea that, well, these things just don't exist because they are actively trying to not let them exist, and it can be uncomfortable. You know, it can be uncomfortable, especially to be around those people, but also, um, I imagine, to be those people, um, because there takes it. There, there's a certain level of cognitive dissonance that you have to you have to go through when you're walking down the street of a city, and you see someone suffering, and instead of, even you know, being a human and looking them in the eye and saying, are you okay? Or, you know, have a good day or even, you know, even stuff like that. But the ability to just completely disregard their existence, that's, um, well, that's something I can't relate to. Um, and, and I hope if you're listening to this, that that's something that you're, you can't relate to as well, because that is the exact thing that we're trying to fight. That is the exact thing that we're trying to change. Um, because we've spent too much of our uh, lives, with the the social empathy levels going down, and people getting colder and colder and colder, and sooner or later, those people, all of us, are going to be the ones that need that help. And it's coming a lot sooner than you think. Um, you know, once again, this isn't a political podcast, and I don't want to get in, into the weeds with this, but with what's going on in the world today, the things that are happening. genocides that we see around us it is more important than ever ever to really reach down and find your center and what you what you believe in and what you feel is right and use that to guide you as you go through this world and show empathy and kindness and compassion for those around you because we all need it right now Mm -hmm. now we're gonna start talking about some practices and exercises that we can do, or that we all should be doing, um, to help strengthen our empathy. But before we dive into that, I wanted to cap off that little segment that we just did, uh, with another quote, because I actually stumbled upon this and, uh, the, like a week ago and have been holding it, uh, because it's, it's one of those ones where it just kind of hit me really hard. Uh, psychologist Daniel Goleman who has written uh, uh, maybe books that you may have heard of uh, emotional intelligence and social intelligence Uh, these are pretty well-known books he writes in in the social in the book social intelligence uh, self-absorption in all its forms kills empathy let alone compassion when we focus on ourselves our world contracts as our problems and preoccupations loom large But when we focus on others, our world expands. Our own problems drift to the periphery of the mind, and so they seem smaller. And we increase our capacity for connection, or compassionate action. I can't tell you how excited I am to read that quote. Now, I haven't read that book yet, but I will be reading that book. Um, To read that quote, and it just hits me as, as this... This new found drive that I have to bring uh, positivity and light and love into the world after having years and years of darkness, uh, personal darkness. And this quote really does uh, it, it. Really hits home because the whole idea of and you see it all around you of self absorption killing empathy, uh, just like I talked about. You know, on the on the street. You see these people walking down the street and they don't even notice the pain around them. They don't notice the the despair as they're literally wading through it to get from point A to point B. They don't even notice it. And this isn't, you know, a lot of the times when I, when I use that imagery, people will conjure up this idea of like a businessman in a suit with this briefcase. But they're not the only ones doing it. There's a lot of, you know, club goers and things like that The they walk around downtown. I've known... Uh, Multiple people that work downtown in the city that I'm in and um, when they first started working there I knew them as kind caring compassionate people who would stop and help and you know have a kind word but they became so uh, calloused and uncaring by what they were seeing on a daily basis which to a certain degree is understandable. But, you know, they, they by two years later, these are people that were literally stepping over homeless people on the street and say and complaining about them and saying, you know, oh, why don't they they're just smelly, you know, and, like these are people that, that did a complete 180. And these are people that at one point in time I would have I would have bet money on that they could, you know, they were one of the nicest, kindest people, but they just that that entire culture of kind of business and working in that kind of frantic pace and things like that. And then when somebody falls over in your doorstep, uh, it, it's, you, you stop, you stop being compassionate after it happens eight times and you start just saying, well, this is a pain in the ass. I don't know if I could ever get to that point. Um, I would like to think that I can't, but, uh, I, I also find it very sad when you see people that make that turn from, compassion and empathy to cold, hard, nothing. Um, That really, that really is a tragedy. And I, I mourn for their loss because it's very difficult to get back to where you started. So what can you do? How do you get back? How do you, how do you make the change to start practicing empathy and start uh, understanding it uh, a little bit better? Well, now here's, here's where we're going to, it's going to kind of diverge a little bit. Uh, in this discussion, because I'm going to talk about two things at once. Uh, they do they do matter. So there are a lot of uh, psychologists and neuroscientists and things like that that have begun to adopt the idea that empathy is not just empathy, that there are actually three different kinds of empathy. And all of this makes a lot of sense, uh, because not everybody processes empathy the same way. And uh, so empathy is, a, is an umbrella term. And underneath that, We've got cognitive empathy, emotional empathy, and empathic concern, or also compassion is basically what that would be. Now, I'm going to use an example that I'm actually pulling off of a, a story here, uh, because it really is a, I can't, I couldn't think of a better one. Uh, this really does illustrate the difference between the three types of empathy. So imagine that you're, you know, having lunch or dinner with a friend, and they get a phone call. You don't know who they're talking to. You don't hear what's on the other line. You're just sitting there waiting for your friend to get off the phone. And all of a sudden your friend, their face changes and they start to cry. Now, some people, when their friend starts to cry, they will immediately feel like crying. They'll immediately feel like that sadness. That that part that when you immediately start to feel those emotions, that's emotional empathy it's it's emotional empathy is is sharing emotion vicariously um and that's really all that is now some people and i think i fall i fall somewhere in in between uh emotional empathy personally this is i fall between emotional empathy and cognitive empathy because some people will see the person crying and you'll start to kind of process the not not necessarily the you know the feeling of the emotion but why are they why are they like that what can you do to help them how are, you'll start to there'll be a more of an intellectual approach to it you'll start to say oh what what are they feeling why are they feeling it and that's that's cognitive empathy and then the next part of that is you know this is this is somebody who's your friend and you care for and you see them in pain and so you you want to you know grab them by the hand or hug them or you know wish them wish them better you know all of these things that is empathic concern that's that's where the the third part of empathy comes in is is just the the need to reach out and like i said uh in the in the kid on the street thing uh you know the way that the way that we react to empathy and and our understanding of it uh is largely determined by which form of empathy um we uh characterize ourselves with most some people are extremely emotional empaths some people are cognitive empaths and some people are extremely uh compassionate and concerned empaths they and you can be all three obviously you have varying levels of all three of those but there uh it's important to remember that none of them are better than the other they're just different they're just different ways of understanding uh, emotion and the emotional state of others and, and taking it in yourself. So again, what can we do? How do we make, how do we make this easier on all of us to, uh, express and, um, strengthen our levels of empathy? The first thing that you need to understand, and this goes with pretty much any of these concepts we're going to discuss is if you don't have it yourself, you can't give it to somebody else. There's no water in an empty cup. So you, you have to be able to show yourself empathy, and you have to be able to be kind and caring and honest with yourself. All of these different concepts we've discussed already, and the concepts that we're going to discuss from this point on in any of the episodes, are going to deal with taking care of you. Now, we're going to discuss this in another episode. There is a there is a whole swath of social media and therapy talk that that talks about you know prioritizing yourself and this and that and none of them none of them are wrong but we will have an episode in the future about uh what they call main character thinking i call it main character syndrome but uh this this idea that you are the the center of the world we don't want to quite get there you don't need to get there with your empathy you don't need to be well i'm the only one that matters because i'm the main character so i'm going to work on just me you don't need to quite get there um but it is important to show yourself um, kindness and love. And and there's a really great uh, way of doing this, a really great way of thinking about this. Think about, like, take a step for a second and think about yourself and something that you're really struggling with, whether it be a situation or an emotion, whatever it may be. Think about how it makes you feel. Think about the effect that it's, it's having on your life. And then when you think about it, once you've got it and you understand it a little bit, um, take a step back and say, Okay, now let's say your best friend comes to you and they say, I'm having a problem with this and they tell you that their problem is whatever it is you've you've come to agree on yourself or you've come to realize with yourself, and you say, Okay, well, how would I how would I advise my friend? How would I help my friend? If my friend came to me and said, i've got a problem with seeing myself as beautiful i don't feel good as an example but i don't feel good about the way i look i don't feel good about the way i feel about myself uh i'm having a real problem with that if they came to you and said that how would you advise them well the interesting thing about this is pretty much across the board anybody that answers that question is going to answer it correctly they're going to say well i would you know i would give them advice and, or I would, I would tell them that they're beautiful. I would tell them how I think about them. I would tell them to see the world. See, I wish I could see, they could see themselves the way I see them. And I would tell them, you know, they would, they would have all these things that they could tell them. And I'm sure that some of them would, would help their friend, um, help their friend understand their value, help their friend understand that they are beautiful inside and out. Um, and those are, that's, that's great that you can do that. The problem is, is that that's where it stops for most people because even though you can take the, the momentary, uh, you can take that, take a moment, uh, to diagnose the problem for yourself and then put it into this hypothetical. Most of us don't have the ability to tell ourselves those same things. The advice that you would give to the imaginary friend in this, in this hypothetical is the same advice you should be giving yourself. But most of us don't give ourselves that much grace. So, we, we tell our friend. Oh, no, you're good. Oh, no, you're uh, you know, you are beautiful. You are wonderful I know that you don't feel it but but you are and you know the world sees it and we understand your value and we understand how Important you are and we you know all of these things that you would build your friend up with Most of us never say that to ourselves most of us never have those same kind words and those same moments of true self-appreciation you have to be empathetic towards yourself you have to be understanding of yourself um, to to really be able to pass that on to others and to be able to flex that muscle for others. Be kind and compassionate to yourself. And before we continue, the next episode of A Pebble in a Pond podcast will be about self-care and self-love and how we can really understand how important that is. And I have a I have a letter that someone wrote me um that that I'm gonna go ahead and read, and it should be i think that is very eye opening and moving and it'll be uh we'll talk about it we'll discuss it a little bit so that's that's the next episode i just thought i'd I'd piggyback off that that first thing since it kind of tied in so where do we where do we where do we get the energy to continue to practice these things where do we how do we continue to you know power ourselves as we're depleting our empathy for others well one of the things that they have found researchers have found is that when you show kindness to others you actually become more powerful you actually get more energy so if you're if you're trying to find the energy or find the focus to be empathetic towards others one thing that you can do to start is just being kind to others. You don't have to necessarily understand their emotion. You don't have to understand their point of view. You don't have to know where they're coming from. But if you're just kind to others, if you, you know, send a, a say a nice thing to somebody, send a, a supportive text to somebody who you know is, you know, having some trouble. Um, if you help somebody across the street or, you know, carry groceries for somebody, you know, all of these things are things, little tiny kindnesses that you can do that, not only will they profoundly impact a person in that moment, but they, being that kind and being that helping, will give you energy. It will give you the strength you need to keep going. Um, and uh, I, I promise you, that if you haven't done any of these things, that it will change your life. Uh, you will start to see the world in a different way once you start exercising these kindness muscles. And once you, once you get to that point where you can, you know, you kind of habitually want to help people, the next step is really understanding, understanding the people and you know, how they got there and why they're there and, and being able to empathize with their pain so that you, you can better and more effectively help them get rid of it. But it starts with, it starts with being kind and helping people. You don't have to necessarily understand them. But you need to help them. Understanding can come later. And that's where the empathy comes in. So to get to empathy, use kindness. This next part is, is the, the next uh, idea is uh, one we've somewhat already discussed. Um, but I want to bring it up here because it it is a genuinely good exercise. And that is try to reach out to more people that you disagree with. People that are, you know maybe on the other side of the political aisle maybe maybe they just have a different sports team that they like whatever it may be try to try to reach out to people that you disagree with and talk to them and when i say talk to them i mean it's okay to disagree with their stance it's okay to disagree with what they're with their you know where they are uh with their beliefs but you don't need to debate them you can have a conversation you can take a few moments to you know, be patient, keep your ears open and your mind open and just listen, just listen to what they have to say. And then hopefully they'll listen to what you have to say. And then you can, you know, you go back and forth like that and you have a real conversation where, uh, both sides have the ability to express themselves. And what you'll find in doing that is that it opens up, it opens up your ability to be empathetic towards others because, you're able to kind of bring in and understand these different mindsets and these different uh, ideas and and the places where people are coming from now there are a lot of people out there once again that have have kind of resigned themselves to i'm not going to talk to these people i don't understand these people i'm not going to deal with these people well that's 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 the whole problem right like that's that's counterintuitive to understanding empathy the whole idea is to understand where people come from to understand how they arrive at these feelings, where these feelings, that, you know, arrive in them from, and if you don't understand it, then you can't, you you'll never be able to bridge that gap. So under it, it, it has to start with empathy and understanding. You have to try to bridge that gap, and the only way to do that is through conversation, not debate, not argument. It has to be through conversation. You have to start to understand where they're coming from. Now, this next uh, this next part is going to be. Uh, not controversial, but people aren't going to want to hear it. One of the biggest gaps and reasons for social empathy to to decline is technology and i mean it it's almost a meme now where people have their phones in front of them you know you'll see pictures of it all over and things like that what What's important to understand is that when we are out in the world or we're just sitting in our car or whatever we whatever we're doing um and we have our phone in our face we're just sitting there looking at it we essentially are pulling ourselves out of the equation right like you're not looking at other people you're not you're not focusing on anyone else around you you're just looking at your phone this is a a massive inhibitor for social empathy this is one of the things that the, it's not a mistake and any any scientist will tell you this any psychologist will tell you this it's not a mistake that as more cell phones got out, and more people were using their phones the way they are, and that the, the social empathy levels in society declined. That is not a mistake. That is that that is it is an easy cause and effect because you don't have to look around you. You can divorce yourself from the world around you by just staring at your phone. So, what you want to do, and like I said, this isn't going to be popular, but what you want to do is just for a couple of days, um, when you when you use your phone wherever the situation may be, take a second, a minute after you use your phone and self-reflect. Kind of ask yourself some basic questions like, w- how does this make me feel? What am I thinking? Um, what, what have I actually done in this time? And for a lot of us, uh, just sitting on your phone, scrolling through whatever social media and things like that, is is literally just the mindless escape that we use to pass the time. The problem is is that in doing that we are essentially being a net negative or a net zero um, to ourselves we're, we're not actually gaining anything and for most people sooner or later, it does end up being a complete net ne- net negative because you'll get on your phone, you'll see something, especially if you know you're you're looking at current events or you're involved in understanding politics and things like that, you'll see something and it will make you angry. It will actively decrease your mood and make you you know, upset. So when you, when you get off your phone, whatever you're doing, the social media thing, if you're on your phone, let's say if you're on your phone for more than 30 minutes, take a second and think about what happened there. Like obviously you picked up your phone to look at TikTok or Instagram or whatever, and now thirty minutes have gone by. An hour has gone by. Now, what is what has happened there? Have you learned anything? Have you gained any emotional? You know, have you have you gotten better emotionally? Have you completely disregarded all of the people around you uh, while you wandered with your phone in your hand? And how do you feel about all that? How do you feel about the the time that you've just spent doing that? Now, this is not me saying, "Oh, you need to move away from your phones and all this." That's not. I'm not preaching about phone use what i'm saying is that it is important to understand that especially on social media there is a large uh echo chamber which i'm sure everybody understands what that is now um there's large echo chambers that have formed all over the place and we'll get in there and we'll we'll have the best intentions and we'll just be doing this to pass the time or whatever and then we'll come out negative we'll come out hurting we'll come out uh and this is, well, come on, angry. Well, angry is a is a big problem. And this is not to say that there can't be anything positive that comes from social media. I'm not. I have I have very strong opinions about social media dating back to when it first started to come around. Um, but let's just say that it's a uh, it is a a true double edged sword and one that uh, I think we are. Uh, in the process of impaling ourselves on. So if you're going to be on your phone, do so uh, consciously. Don't, don't, it's, we don't want it to be an unconscious habit that you just do. Um, Try to, try to regain control of yourself in terms of those, those habits. Now this is not, doing these things, that's not going to increase your empathy. But not being on your phone uh, gives you the opportunity not not wasting a bunch of time making yourself angry looking at social media um, is is going to give you more time it's going to it's going to increase your ability for human connection it's going to you know instead of being on your phone while you're at the grocery store walking up and down the aisles with you know whoever you're with um, you you instead can nod and smile and in- interact and you know be there with the person that you're there with shopping uh, all of these things are important and let me let me state that again uh be there with the person is is a really important idea because one of the things that i know uh and i'm sure that most people listening to this know from personal experience is that phones truly do inhibit uh personal interaction with the people that you care about uh we we just recently had thanksgiving and there was a point in time when uh, a few of us were sitting on the couch and all of us were on our phone and, and my mom was sitting there and she said, you you were, everybody just pulled out their phone. They're all, you're all on your phone. Now I was, you know, and this is not to defend myself, but I said at the time I was actually uh, posting a TikTok uh, at the time. So I, I, I've been do- doing that, uh, you know, to get this message out. So to me, I felt like I was doing something important, but her, her point is not, not wrong and it's not lost on me that, um, you know, it's to be sitting there as a family at Thanksgiving, uh, and everybody's on their phones a day when we're supposed to be thankful for each other and, you know, connecting with each other, uh, is not a good look. And it's important to remember that, that, you know, when you, when you're sitting there, you know, you're in the kitchen with your significant other and you're trying to do something and they're just on their phone, you're trying to talk to them and they're just on their phone. You're trying to have a moment with them, and they're just on their phone. It can it can really hurt you, and so it's important for each of us take ownership of that and move past technology as an inhibitor and start using it uh, to engage with people. And you know, understand that the time that you're using, the time that you're kind of throwing away, the time that you're killing, as the phrase goes, uh, is time that you could instead be using to help yourself and others and make this world a better place now i've overshot here so we're going to get to this last one um and then we're going to wrap it up really fast um and i think i think that this is the reason why i want to make sure i get this in is i think this is really one of the most important things that you can do and that is as you get better at understanding these empathic feelings and you get better at uh kind of flexing the muscle you're going to start to notice more when other people are empathic when other people are are doing things that are empathic and a lot of times you'll in the in the past or before you start to make these realizations you may have you know just looked at it and thought oh that's cool we got to get past that we we have to start praising people for their empathy we need to start seeing these actions and decisions that people are making based on empathy and we need to praise that we need to make sure that we call it out and we say hey that was really cool that you were able to you know identify this whatever emotional state and and react to it and help somebody like really make sure that you're reinforcing not just yourself but the people around you um when they're when they're practicing empathy um the more you see it the more you will see it The more you call it out, the more you're going to feel it yourself. And when you go up to somebody and you say, Hey, that was really good what you did to help that person. You'll find yourself wanting to do it more too. It, It kind of snowballs in that, in that sense where, you know, when you, when you recognize something, uh, you see it more. Just, just think about it like this. This is something that is almost universal for people. You go out to buy a new car or you, your family has a car and you you know I'm I don't, I'm like, I can't think of a car off the top of my head but uh, let's say they have blank car and then they sell it well you've spent X number of years in in this car well now from that point on I promise you that you're going to notice that car the same thing goes for if you go out and you buy a new car and you think oh this is a really cool car I haven't seen this car a lot on the streets as soon as you get in that car you're going to see that car everywhere because now it's in your mind. Now, now you're, you're, you're actively thinking about it all the time. The same thing goes for people and traits in people. If you are walking down the street and you see somebody that you find very attractive, you're going to start to notice those traits in other people that, you know, maybe, I don't, I don't know, maybe you really liked the way somebody's hair was cut. And it you you were very attracted to that, well, from that point on, you're going to start to look for that hairstyle you that was a person you saw on the street you're never going to have any interaction with them again, but if you can find you know or maybe you maybe you mentioned to your significant other, oh I, this would look really good maybe and you know not all those things are fair or not all those things are right, but I 'm just saying you start to look for those things that you find attractive. you start to look for those things that are in your mind, and the same thing goes with empathy. If you start to focus on it and you start to understand it. You start to look for it, and when you find it, praise it, and encourage it, reinforce it, and people will do the same for you, and that's how we really get this ball rolling in a in a really, really strong and positive way. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and start to wrap it up because we've overshot by quite a bit here, but um, this is a topic, like I said at the start, that is... Just, there's just too much to get to and it's just too difficult to kind of boil it down i wanted to go into this episode uh, originally i went in with the idea of being able to just drop a bunch of knowledge on everybody and as i started to uncover more and more about the topics and understand i knew i realized that if i tried to do that um this would first of all sound like stereo instructions and it just i, I wouldn't get to it all so I thought instead we would just go through and have a quick conversation about all these different things we talked about. And hopefully some of these things sparked your interest and, and made you understand just how deep and wide this uh, field is and how important empathy is just in general. Um, the other two topics we've discussed, honesty and kindness, honesty is a, you know, an age old uh, an idea that is, you know, literally ingrained in, the, in our DNA. Um, so that's, that's something that has been studied and studied and studied, but it's just such a simple concept that there's really not much that needs to be discussed there. Kindness, as I said in the, in that episode is something that really hasn't been studied nowhere near as much as it should have been. Well, empathy is, is extremely well studied and, uh, it has the the understanding of it is one that has shifted over the years and we we do have a better understanding that it is not something that you are born with it is something that you you know you you acquire it through your early years but then it's something that you practice and you get stronger and if you don't practice it and you don't get stronger with it it will atrophy if you do not practice empathy it will atrophy and you will get to the point where you don't have that ability any longer And then it becomes very, very, very difficult to get it back. You can, you can get it back. So don't, don't think I'm trying to tell you just to give up, but it does become very difficult. And all of these things that I mentioned here can help you kind of get it back. So as per usual, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this, uh, this episode up with a a quote. And, um, (laughs) I know that, I know that a lot of people are going to hear me say this and they're going to think that I'm just being ridiculous but I just think that it's, it's a funny quote. Steve Martin, and for my money, one of the greatest comedians of all time, said, before you criticize a man, walk a mile in his shoes. That way, when you do criticize him, you'll be a mile away, and you'll have his shoes. Y'all take care. Uh, we'll see you for the next episode. It will be about self-love and self-care. Have a good week. Take care of yourself, and take care of others.